Hello guys. This is Jamie L's Pod Space. I want to thank each and every one of you guys for tuning in. I'm so excited. Like you could just hear it in my voice. Oh man, I miss you guys so much. Um so um I don't know if it's the the reason why like it's been why I can't record is because they've been so long and maybe it's taking time too long to load and it just cuts off but I'm gonna try to make this under 30 minutes if I can um man I hope you guys had a great month or so ah goodness um I've been doing good I just finished my midterm um last week I'm hoping that you know we'll we'll see how it goes I, I prayed about it and I did what I could um I could have studied a little bit more, but, um, I mean, I'm just gonna just hope for the best, you know, um, school is an adjustment and just like anything else in life, you know, all good things must come to an end and God takes us into a new, new area, new terrain, you know, for our next challenge sets us up for something else even greater. So, I mean, you know, we just got to think the best of those things. I hope you guys, um, have been enjoying the rest of my podcast episodes uh it's just uh been such a journey uh, we'll be coming soon again with some more prayer requests and praise reports soon because i have a lot of them but i just like i said i don't know i'm still structuring them so i don't know if i'm gonna just have like a whole episode dedicated to just praise reports and um testimonies of things like that but um god is good we'll figure all that out okay guys let's jump right on into prayer gracious heavenly father lord um i thank you and i praise you for this platform that you allowed me to speak on lord i thank you that your compassions failed us not father i thank you for um the holy spirit that speaks for me lord i pray that this message um is a lot shortened lord but uh the message uh gets across and people be able to understand it father i thank you so much for your faithfulness i thank you so much for the holy word i thank you for uh your son that died on the cross for our sins for the remissions of our sins that gives us life um through you father i pray that um you would plant that seed and water it while i'm planting the seed you would water it father for uh the listeners out there lord um in jesus name i pray amen okay as the time goes by super 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 fast but um i might do just another episode um just because it's you know it's be a lot shortened but let's jump right into it okay so this episode it's going to be dedicated to, I was inspired to do it when I did uh, the Daily Bread uh, <clears throat> two or three days ago. It was on um, something called com- Compassion Fatigue. It was a, a topic on Compassion Fatigue, and it was talking about how in the world now, you know, since it's so much sin and, you know, it's so much just brokenness and human suffering that people develop compassion fatigue. You know, we just grow weary and it because it's just like we just grow numb because of it's just so much of it but god didn't design us to be that way you know so um let's just jump right into scripture okay so um we're going to be reading Acts 17 if you guys have your bibles i'm definitely like i said i'm going to make sure i don't um keep 
uh, keep um, turning the pages, you know, so fast like I've been doing. Okay, we're just going to read this little portion of it, okay? Acts 17, verse, let's start at verse 15. It says, so that those who conducted Paul, no, let's go up, uh, uh, let's go up to verse 14. Then immediately the brothers sent Paul away to go to the sea. But both Silas and Timothy remained there. So those who conducted Paul brought him to Athens and received a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him with all speed. <clears throat> they departed. Verse 16. Now, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him when he saw that the city was given over to idols. Okay, so do a little backstory like I always do. Um, Paul and <clears throat> Paul and um, Timothy and Silas, you know, the Acts is dedicated to the Acts of the Apostles. These are the uh, Jesus' chosen 12. Um, right before um, Jesus, you know, left, he given them authority, you know, to cast out demons, the special power um, through the Holy Spirit, you know, to uh, convict and help people to come to him. So they went out to on mission trips to uh, Rome, to um, different parts of the world, uh, just preaching the gospel of Jesus and how he came to seek and save and to, you know, give us new life. Um, so as of right now, um, Paul is in Thessalonica. And um, it's a it's a and, and he's at a church in, in Thessal Thessalonica. The words in here are just so <laughs> tangled, you know. So right now, you know, he's he's just going, you know, around and you know preaching the, the gospel and you know just sharing the love of God. Okay, let's go to verse 10. It says, Then the brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether they, these things were true. Okay, um, so now we're going to go back down to verse 16 since we... Now, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him when he saw that the city was given over to idols. Therefore, he reasoned in the synagogue, which is synagogue means like a church or sanctuary, church temple, with the Jews and with the nation, the Gentile worshipers, and in the marketplace daily with those who happened to be there. So Paul was just stirred in his spirit, you know, because... Um, the Jews, you know, were, were believing in, in uh, idols and things like that. He already prior preached, you know, the message of the Lord and uh, they still, re you know, rejecting it. It says, then certain Epicurean and Stoic philosophers encountered him and he said, what does this babbler want to say? Others said he seems to be a proclaimer of foreign gods because he preached to them Jesus and the resurrection. <clears throat> 
19 says, And they took him and brought him to Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new doctrine is of which you speak? For you are, you are bringing some strange things to our ears. Therefore, we want to know what these things mean. For all the Athenians and the foreigners who were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear some new things. Then Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you guys are very religious. For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing him, Jesus, I proclaim to you. So they were curious about it. You know, you know, they have idols. They're really stuck in their own ways of of, of their religion and who they, they feel is, is their higher power. But they still were curious to know about um, Paul's as God. Okay, so he goes in verse 24. He says, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's with men's hands as though he needed anything since he gives to all life breath and all things verse 26 and he has made from one blood every nation of man to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their livings so that they should seek the lord and hope that they might grope for him and find him through find him through Find him, though he is not far from each of us. For in God we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own poets have said, for we are not, for we are also his offspring. That is a very powerful verse. With him we live, move, breathe, and have our being. Because it's true, you know, we can have nothing without God. We can't breathe without God. We can't, it's a scripture, um, scripture somewhere um i had uh came across recently just a second um see it says deuteronomy okay deuteronomy um eight seventeen. it says beware unless saying in your hearts my power and the might of my own hand has gotten me this wealth it says, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his agreement that he swore to your fathers to this day. So all God gives us strength to be able to think. Even he says in another scripture, I can't remember where it is. He says um, that many are the plans in the mind of the man, but I direct your steps. So God gives us all things, you know, he's just, he gives us all things. Okay, verse 29. Therefore, since we are not... We are the offspring of God. We ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devisings. He was speaking about their their idols that they have, you know, and 
Um, he really just, when they say provoked, you know, he really was just moved in his spirit because he just really, really wanted them to know the Lord. Like he felt so compassionate and bad. And I'm going to get back to that after this. Okay. Verse 30, it says, truly these times of ignorance, God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. And he's talking about Jesus. He's given all men assurance by Jesus' death for remission of our sins. He's saying, you know, so we all have that opportunity, just like I said in the Grace on the Tree uh, series. You know, we all have the opportunity to come to God. He already, he already made a way. He's not going to force his love on us, you know. He gives us free will. and um, But it's there through Jesus Christ. Okay, verse 32. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked while others said, We will hear you again on this matter. Verse 34. I mean, verse 33. So Paul departed from among them. Verse 34. However, some men joined him and believed. Among them, Dion, Dionysius, the Arapagite, a woman named Damaris, and others with them. I remember hearing the word uh, Damaris. Um, I think she was um, a widow somewhere. In, um, I read in here, though. But the whole point that I'm saying is that even though, you know, some places that Paul, Timothy, and Silas, you know, preached that some people believed in him, his, his, the testimony of Jesus, others didn't. But God tells us that when you go there, you know, to, to not take it seriously, to take it seriously. But if they don't accept your word, to dust your shoes off, dust yourself off, and keep it moving, you know, because we, we can't force the word of God down people's throat. We just got to let God spread the seed and let God water it. But, um, Paul was very, very convicted and just felt so bad because of these idols. You know, he knew Jesus. He knew the power of God. He was with God. You know, God was in him. So seeing them um, worshiping idols, it moved him um, so bad because he of his humanity. He's like, you know, I'm I, I know my Lord and Savior. They don't. Their eyes are blinded. They're they have these uh worship idols these wood things that they that they they bow down to but they don't know the love of god that surpasses all understanding so i need to go to them and tell them about this god of mine so that was that whole point okay so now let's go to matthew um nine real quick because it's already not real quick but <clears throat> i really am trying to make it under 30 minutes because I just don't want it to risk because I, I told you guys I did an episode two or three weeks ago and it was like over an hour and it cut off and then I did it again prior to that so I'm just since they said it's up and running I'm just going to be on the safe side and just go with at least 30 minutes or so and then maybe if it goes once it goes through I'll do another one okay so <clears throat> let's go to Matthew 9 and um well, we have enough yeah let's go to Matthew 9 yeah so Paul was just very compassionate with sharing the word of God you know 
Um, in Psalms 119.103, it says, How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. You know, the word of God is the sweetest honey because it comes from God. The word is God. The word is Jesus. You know, so when we read the word, we're really uh, eating up the word that that Jesus has sacrificed for us, allowed us to come to him for. So there's no middle wall of a hostility between us and God. There's no enmity because God doesn't see sin anymore. When he looks at us, he sees um, just beautiful children, even the ones that aren't saved. God still looks at you as beautiful. He still wants all of those people to come to him in their own time when they're ready, you know, because God is a just God. <clears throat> Um, brothers and sisters, one thing I learned recently real quick before we get back is that um, I looked up what it mean, like, because I know God told us that his our anger, like he said, do, he said, be angry, do not sin. And then another scripture, he says that um, uh, our anger doesn't produce the righteousness of God. And I'm just like, you know, but God said he's angry, too. You know, he understands when we're angry. So, um, like, what does his anger look like? And I think even in David. Um, <clears throat> David said something like, I love him with perfect hatred. Um, and the word of God, um, when God says perfect, he doesn't mean like complete perfection, like just purity. I mean, he means purity, but he doesn't mean just our mental view of perf perfection. He means like maturity, completeness. So when he says perfection, he, he means telling David that pure, righteous hatred, um, to um the people that that don't believe in him david was a man after god's own heart you know and he he wanted to seek after the things of god you know so but um so i looked up what it was like what it meant when god what does it mean like when god says that you know he'll pour out his wrath you know because we we think of god people have a, a view of god being this angry god and He's doing all of these things, making all these rules. And sometimes people don't really want to hear that. They're like, okay, well, I read the word, I read the scripture, and it's not really something that is helping me. Like, I want to accept the good, but I want to, I don't want to take the bad. But we're not really dissecting in the context of what God is talking about. You know, God, in so many times in the word of God, he gets his people, you know, to try to really understand who he is to know that he's loving that he's righteous that he's for them that he's with them that he loves them that he'll restore them you know all these things and only thing that um that really sin and and the enemy satan can really do is try to take our mind and our attention away from god because in the beginning it wasn't like that it was us and god and um you know, our, our first parents, Adam and Eve, they were fellowshipping with God. They were walking in the garden, talking with God. And um, when sin and and, and um, the end and, and the Satan came in the picture, it separated us from God. And he wants so badly for us to be reunited with him in oneness, because when we, we are truly in oneness with God, we're truly in peace with God. And um, he takes care of us. So I looked up, though, anyways, I'm like, what does it mean? <laughs> he is angry. Like, why is he angry? So one thing I, I came uh, to know was, I forget the text. It was in, um, in uh, I can't even remember. Um, sorry about that, guys. I can't even remember the, uh, <clears throat> 
the scripture what scripture i don't know but so i looked it up and god's wrath what it means is that he like when we disobey him when we don't do the things that he we don't we don't follow his commandments his rules his things like that he he, he gets angry with that because he loves us so much and we were he, he created us in his image and his likeness and when we disobey him just like uh, the people, the Jews were in, in Paul's time and the Areopagites, you know, they kept refusing God. They they wanted to go their own way. The same story in, um, in the children of Israel. You know, it was the same situation uh, where they they kept refusing God and God was had walked with them. God shielded them. God provided them manna and they still were very ungrateful. So God's anger what, what I learned is God's anger is always righteous. It's always justified. It's always pure. You know, God, if God does anything, he loves justice. Like he loves right justice. But when we go against him, it just, it makes him angry. That's why he says he's a jealous, angry God is because he wants so bad for us to be with him. He wants so bad to help us. He wants so bad to have a relationship with each and every one of us. And we continue to deny him. We continue to go our own way. And I'm guilty of this too. As a new believer, you know, I have certain things I do. And I know it's not to the glory of God. But one thing I've come to live in God is a very compassionate, loving, gentle, merciful, gracious, abounding in grace grace every single day he gives us all of that you know so he he doesn't hold those things against us but that's what it meant you know because when you learn you you if you learn better you know better so for me i said lord you're you're not you know you created the the seas you created the sun the moon and stars and everything all the thunder and lightning you know but we make him out to be scary just because he is the god of the universe but Really, his nature is love. God is love. And he's gentle and and patient and um, all the fruits of his spirit. That's what he is. Love, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, all of those things. Okay, guys, let's go really, really fast. Matthew 9. We'll start at. Let's go to 9.14. I think that, I mean, this whole um, chapter is pretty good, but we're going to start at chapter 9, verse 14. Then the disciples of John came to him saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast? Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. So I just come to know what this man, it, God is saying, um, and others, in, in Revelation and other scriptures, Jesus uses like the church as saying that we're the bride. So he's saying that the body of believers is the church. And, you know, since he's just so magnificent, he, you know, gives the disciples parable so them for they for them to understand so he's saying that while he basically is with them they won't need to fast but after his his death and his his crucifixion then they'll have to fast because he's, he's not going to be no longer with them okay so verse 16 it says no one puts a piece of unshrunk cloth okay let's go down to um 
let's go to verse Okay, let's start at verse 27. When Jesus departed from there, um, Jesus had just came from um, someone's home from healing a, a young girl that they thought was dead. And um, so he departed from there. And it says, uh, when Jesus has parted from there, two blind men came to him crying out, said, Son of David, have mercy on us. And when he had come into the house, the blind men came in with him. And Jesus said to him, do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then Jesus touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. They had faith. It wasn't Jesus that did it, but their faith in God and Jesus healed them. Because remember, God has all the power. Jesus was just used by God. So it's really our faith in God that really it's complicated. I mean, Jesus is God too. He's fully, he was fully God and he was fully man. But let's just keep going on. Verse 30, it says, And their eyes were open, and Jesus sternly warned them, saying, See that no one knows it. But when they departed, they spread the news about Jesus to all the country. And as they went out, behold, they brought to Jesus a man mute and demon-possessed, and when the demon was cast out, the mute spoke, and the multitude of people marveled, saying, It was never seen like this all in Israel. But the, the Pharisees said, He casts out demons by the ruler of the demons. So Jesus, he, anytime people came up to him at this time uh, that, needed, that needed sicknesses, that needed healed from sicknesses, from their ailments, famines, uh, leprosy he healed them he never not once said okay nope I gotta tend to go to this house or whatever he was willing he had compassion and love for them he wanted to heal them he wanted them to believe in him not just to see the miracle of course but to, to look at it and say this is by the power of God God healed me because he loves me this much that he doesn't want me to be demon possessed he doesn't want me to be blind he doesn't want me to be poor but he he doesn't want me to be lame but he wants me to walk he wants me to be the best that he created me to be okay so verse 35 it says then Jesus went out all about the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the people, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the labors are few. Okay, so you, you, if you just imagine Jesus going through the towns and it's this man that's, that's going through your town and he's just healing sicknesses and diseases and he's uh, raising the dead and, you know, and, and just all these things, you'll start to follow him. You're like, wow, like he is truly God. He has he has all this power. Like if I said, Lord, I'm poor, I need money, he would probably do that because that's the kind of person that Jesus said. He said, I didn't come to save the people that that say they don't they're not sick so he's saying the people that are saved he came for the people that are broken he came for the people that needed uh hope that needed a savior that needed uh god in their life he came for such of those people he didn't come from himself brothers and sisters he came to save and he came to die for humanity um so you know at this time you know you think okay they're all following him through the city 
and they're just like man you know I'm, he he's something he really is he really is a, a lord he really does he has power and then the pharisees were against him but uh, the people that witnessed these miracles they ended up following him heroically following him and um it came to the point where you know he looked at them and he see like all of them were just waiting like what's he going to do next like what what's going to happen and jesus had compassion on them and um it says that um because they were weary and scattered i looked up another uh version in a, a different bible and when he said weary it means that they were they were helpless that they were helpless and harassed it means they were helpless and harassed so i mean of course the pharisees like i said some of the scribes they were against uh jesus so i'm sure if if they hated you know the jesus you know the people that followed them they hated the, the people that followed jesus that much more so um i thought that was interesting it says they were weary and that means they were helpless and um scattered like sheep having no shepherd so they were hopeless they were they were looking for hope they were looking for a better way out they saw his miracle some of them probably were just looking at him just as okay he's the king you know all of that and other ones were probably just like lord like i, I really want i want to be saved i want this living water i want to dwell in your kingdom i want to be with you and then it says in verse 37 then jesus said to his disciples the late the harvest truly is plentiful but the laborers are few therefore pray the lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest so he's saying that at this time you know since their their hearts are moved since they see the miracle since some of the people know like look i i want to i want this 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 living water that you have i want this blessed hope i want to live with you forever i don't want to be ashamed i don't want to be broken i don't want to live on my own will anymore jesus i want more and more of you so he's seeing that and he's saying that it's not enough people that believe that are going out at this such time because like i said earlier brothers and sisters we can't for force the word of god down people's throat you know but if their hearts are yielded if their heart is inclined if their ears are open if they have ears that are open and eyes that see and 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 are able to receive the word then you know that's when the lord moves because he says in, in another scripture he says that um he says and um let me grab it so we use word to back it up this is why i gotta have the scriptures already posted <laughs> but he says in another scripture that we just have to believe on his son in order for us to be saved He's, believe on my son confess with your heart and you will be saved so if you know once they believe hearing the message someone preached the message and they believe in that message and then their heart is open they seeing the evidence of that and then that's when god can move because once again like with the guy um that was demon possessed jesus asked him do you believe that i could do this for you because it's not by my own authority, but it's by the authority that sent me, my God, the Father. You know, so, and I'm learning a lot about that too lately. You know, just 
real faith because it's one thing to read it. It's another thing to really understand who God is. It is by the power of God that we have grace. It's by the power of God that we are saved. It's by the power of God that God is still working miracles. God is still uh, breaking chains. God is still doing so many things. Even though it's a lot of bad that's going on in the world, God is moving even much more harder because he knows that this world is, is coming to an end. It's a lot of things that's going on and, and it's nothing that we can change about it. But the only thing we can do is share the word of God. We can give people the hope that we have in God so that they were it would heal the spiritual condition the spiritual condition that that we're in right now it's a darkened position but God came to seek and to save he came to to he said I came to divide the daughter from the mother to the father from the son and that's just meaning that just all the ones that say, Lord, Lord, won't go into his kingdom, but the ones that have a ready heart, the ones that have a broken and contrite spirit, the ones that um, that doesn't want to live their way anymore, but that wants to yield to him and to truly accept him as their Lord and Savior, because truly he loves us. Truly he wants us to be in oneness with him. Truly he wants to give us that abundant life that we always that he always, you know, created for us to have in the beginning. But, um, you know, that's a process. But it starts with, it starts with us. So Jesus is saying to him, pray to the Lord of the harvest. The harvest meaning the people that are, are open and ready to receive the word. To send out people, saints, to, to preach this word. Because I said in another, um scripture in a few episodes ago it's like how would people know about the word unless people uh preach it you know we have to be able to preach the word of god to other people um in order for them to receive and if they don't we dust our feet off and we keep it moving and we pray for them but god is saying back to the main point <laughs> god is saying jesus is saying that he had compassion on them he had an open heart. His heart was not hard and his heart was open to receive and to 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 think and to feel and have empathy for other people, you know? And when our hearts are darkened, when we are in that dark spiritual condition, we can't feel and have empathy for other people because we're so used to become adjusted to the sin sick world that we live in around it. It's it's like normalcy to us. But it wasn't like that in the beginning. It wasn't like that in the beginning. What is, uh, just a second, because we are already, we're even. Okay, go back to what I just said, Romans 15, 3 and 4. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the disappointments of those who disappointed you fell on me. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. So it's just talking about, uh, the word of God, how uh, Jesus came and he is the word and um, you know, he came for us but I want to get to the scripture no, that's not it okay, just a second guys there is something Okay, yeah, I want to read that one as well. (laughs) 
and I think I'll do another uh, scripture on that in itself. But guys, I'm just going to end it on this because it is 35 minutes long. I don't want it to be that long. Jeremiah 31 3 says, The Lord has appeared to me saying yes i have loved you with an everlasting love therefore with loving kindness i will have drawn you and i will build you and you shall be rebuilt O virgin of israel so god will draw us to himself you know it's not by we don't do anything only the thing we can do and to really just accept the grace that God has given us because he already made a way out of no way and that's a process and he knows that because he's familiar with where where we are right now he knows our thoughts he knows our patterns he knows exactly what we're going to do each and every one of us but um you know so it's not it's not something that we have to do you know the work you know he even says but it is by grace you have been saved through faith it is not your own doing so that no one cannot boast but God is a compassionate, loving God. And once we have his love in our hearts, once we're open and we're, we receive him in abundance, then our hearts will be able to see, our eyes will be open to be able to receive and, and to love on others as he has loved us. You know, because God has that, he, he, he's, you know, in the beginning of time, he, he, was he's a god that gives and receives you know so if he gives us something then we'll want to give it to other people you know and he says in so many other scriptures how you ask you know you'll receive or you know um seeking you will find you know it just it's a it's a it's a relationship thing you know I just want to end it on this too. 1 Corinthians 13, 4. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love isn't jealous. It, does, it doesn't sing its own praises. Is it, it isn't arrogant. It does not boast. It isn't irritable. It doesn't keep any tracks of wrongdoing. So God is love. Leave that on that note. And um, we'll leave that there. 2 Corinthians uh, 1, 3 through 4 says, Blessed be the God of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Father of sympathy and the God who is the source of every comfort, who comforts us in trouble so that we may also be able to comfort those who are in, in any kind of trouble or distress with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by him. So we, once we receive God's love, God's is, you know, provision, God's is way out. He'll sew back into us and we'll be able to see and look at others through the lenses of him, you know. But right now, you can still choose, brothers and sisters, you can still choose right now still to have empathy, still to love on other people, still exemplify what God, God's love is. You know, you can still do that now. You know, we all have a choice to, you know. It's just a matter of, you know, putting ourselves in that person's shoes. But God came for all of us. He loves all of us. I love all of you guys. 38 minutes long. I don't want to risk it because I don't know if it's going to upload. But God is good. Let's close in prayer. And um, I'll try to meet back on here with you guys. Um, probably, to hopefully tomorrow night. Or if not, then... Um, uh, this it'll be our on Sundays like we like I said okay so dear father lord 
I thank you, Lord, um, that you are the God and the source of every comfort, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you know our hearts. You said in your word that even if your heart forsakes you, I am greater than your heart. I am greater than your thoughts. I am greater than the entire universe. Help us, Father, to really have compassion and love for others this week. Help us to uh, think of you, Lord, and to do one good deed and, and comfort to other people. It doesn't have to be a grand gesture. It could be something really small, Father, because you said that you're a rewarder of those that do good to other people because we're not really doing it to the people. We're doing it for you. We thank you and we praise you for being a God of, of love, being um, that example that we, we have, that we can, we can look up to everything else and hold those standards against God because you give us all things. All things were made by you. Sanctify us with your word, Lord. Your word is truth. Help us to see that um, in this broken state condition that we in, that there is hope. And you're through your son, Jesus Christ, there is hope. There is the love that you pour out in us in order to help us to live that abundant life you always wanted to, Father. I pray, Lord, that people would, um, the people that are listening, Lord, that they would read your word, that they would, um, even if they don't read your word, Father, that they would still just try to sow into others, Father. Because when we sow into others, you bless us in so many ways, Father. I thank you and I praise you for this day that you've made. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, see you guys later. I love you. In case nobody ever told you today, I do. Bye-bye.